It's February 25th, 2022. This is Ablecraft, episode... I just said it out loud. Oh, I'm Abel Kirby. I get distracted by this pigeon who flew in I my pigeoned. lap. I pigeoned as a vocal warm-up. <laughs> yeah, so it's episode 24, guys. I'm Sir Spencer. <laughs> oh, A.K.A. the pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. There's so much to do. The, oh, it is, tell me about it, man. It's just impossible to keep up with everything these days. Tell me about it. Oh, my goodness. It, it's We're moving at the speed of light, okay? Just for the record, I had no idea that Rare Encounter was going to be using that live tag. <laughs> I had a sneaking suspicion, and there's no real reason for me to have had a suspicion. I just had it. Yeah. I just well, had it that, you know, I know that Cold has had the live item in the feed, and right. I knew I knew what it took to do it, and so that's kind of why I, I knew he was listening on Tuesday, so I just kind of explained the only things that he would have needed to have done to make it happen, yeah. and I was just like, hmm, if I say, you know, if I just say this is how you do it, I bet he'll just do it, and he did it. Yeah. So congrats. I'm pretty sure you were the second one to ever do one. It's a... Uh, it- it's all cold acid. He's the mastermind behind the entire Rare Encounter backend, uh, which started off as just Podcast Generator, which is that PHP-based um, uh, you know, website. Yeah. And he's a, an active developer on that now. If you go to the GitHub, you can see he's always merging stuff back in and contributing yeah. podcast index features. And I think... He told us been, on Bulls with Buds he was like the main maintainer of it now. Yeah, it, there, I think that he's um, uh, he needs uh, some recognition for this, and I don't think new podcast apps includes the uh, podcast generator. So let me check that. Interesting. I'm going to go to nudepodcastapps.com <laughs> to, to check. <laughs> Very and, nice. Yeah, and I don't see the keyword generator anywhere on the website. Though, obviously, at least some version of Podcast Generator has a significant number of podcasting 2.0 features because that's what we use. It has value tag. It has, um, obviously, live tag is integrated some way. And a number of the other uh, kind of less sexy features, which I say they're less sexy because they're not, you know, lightning and live interaction enabled. But they're things like the, uh, the person tag. And uh, we also have a capability that's inside um podcast generator at least the version that cold runs that lets you just cop it has a little box when you publish a podcast when Mm -hmm. you create a new episode and it has just an empty block that you can paste in custom xml oh man that's so nice which no one else lets you do that that should be a standard feature on every other podcast generator i fully agree try having a wordpress site and then try to customize any part of your xml yeah it's impossible. And, and so if we wanted to do, and I believe that that enables episode level splits, and the idea is you're just going to write up the the tag manually and then just copy-paste it in. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's a tremendous amount of capability in Podcast Generator, at least the version we have. I don't know for sure how much has been merged back into the main branch, but the version that Cold has, uh, and I think he has it current on GitHub too, the... Uh, is a is a significant uh, contender for uh, for podcast hosting. I mean, because you could just host it on a billion different things. You can host it on your own server. You could. It's just PHP. Any any place you can run PHP, you can install it. It's super easy. 
Nice. Uh, even Synology, which is the reason uh, that we use the podcast generator in the first place, was because I was a little familiar with it because the Synology network attached storage device, mm-hmm. uh, which I used, has it built in as kind of like an app where you can pick it out of the app store and say, oh, I want to have a podcast website that runs on cool. this. And you just push a button, one click install, and it's there. Now, it doesn't give you the podcast 2.0 version, I don't think, but the uh, uh, it should is what I'm getting at. So Yeah. Well, that's part of our uh, mission here is to update everybody's shit to uh, bring them into the present. Yeah. Now that we have uh, broken down some barriers and <laughs> planted some flags on certain planets, then... Now we now we got to catch everybody else up, which is uh, I don't know, it's part of the fun and part of the journey. I really like the, I mean I didn't really, when we went live Sunday with Dave, you know, I didn't really understand or foresee or expect like the implications or like what it would mean or like what it would lead to or any <laughs> of that. You know, I just was doing it because it was ready and like, uh, you know, Stephen said that CurioCaster was ready and. Uh, Dave told me that the new feed, my like little hand hacked feed was ready. Like he switched over in the index then that morning of, and we just frantically tested like while no agenda was on, we were just frantically <laughs> doing tests and, uh, making sure we had, uh, proper SSL certificates and all this crap that we had to kind of, we found out last minute, we still needed some stuff and we got it rolling. Uh, no debit helped me out tremendously cause he runs the IceCast server. So, you know, if I wasn't able to get a hold of any of these guys in the couple of hours window that I did, we would have been screwed. But thankfully, all of us are just no agenda heads. And like for us, no agenda is sort of the center of the podcasting universe. And so since the show was going on, we were all like there in the IRC or on no agenda social and listening to the show. And so everybody was like responding to messages. Everybody was engaged. It couldn't have worked out more beautifully, but that was easily the most work I've done for any single podcast so far in my life, and uh, easily the most stressful one leading up to the launch of it. Well, you did what you had to do, which was uh, get Dave Jones and show him up. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Show who's the better podcast 2.0 podcast, which I guess was Bulls with Buds, though, but... Bulls with buds. Well, you know, technically, it's uh, you've got the Sphinx, Sphinx Chat uh, is rocking. Sphinx, Sphinx Tribe is rocking. That's right. Sphinx, Sphinx Tribe is uh, rocking. Engaged. They really got the Sphinx Tribe rocking. <laughs> and we're pushing the value for value so hard. You know, the bowl after bowl guys are pushing the value for value so hard. You are the the irony is you play those in jest, like like oh look at this guy. He thinks we're doing something. But the truth is, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, it's like. Uh, Part of uh, haha, like look at this, and part, but I don't know. There's like a little badge of honor in there, I suppose. But really, our focus is moving it forward and then like helping other people get there. And that second part to me is key. It's key to what we're doing here with this show and with music. It's it's key to the podcasting stuff. It's key to all of it. Even even just buying shit. On the Lightning Network by spending your sats for th- for goods or like getting a circular economy up and started, like helping other people come into this awesome thing is like my main focus and what I think about most in my head. <laughs> so there was a little project that uh, I, I suppose we launched on Wednesday, uh, which came up. It was an off the cuff kind of thing on Rare Encounter. Uh, did you catch Rare Encounter? 
I did the, indeed, yeah. You did. Did you hear that live? The, the visual novel uh, bit? Yeah, you're getting yourself into a, a, another big project. Yeah. So right here. the bottom line is I've done a couple of these. Um, the What we were talking about for the people who just listened to Abelcraft, if you haven't heard Rare Encounter, is there's a game jam, uh, which is, and a game jam is sort of like a, a contest or community event. Uh, usually it's about a subject or about an, a region, you know, so there'll be a local game jam in your city. And the idea is that everyone goes together and you uh, team up and and you have, you know, multidisciplinary teams and you build a game in some restricted amount of time. And the amount of time really sets uh, sets the pace for everything. The idea that you're going to make a game, for example, in a weekend uh, really... Uh, really can make it fun and you know they'll do things like well we're all gonna stay up all night for two days for two days and we're just gonna grind out a game in by hook or by crook and uh so the quality of these things at the end uh isn't always the best as you could imagine but the experience of doing it's always fun and uh, it reminds me of uh, when i was i don't know i guess i was just like freshman year of college i, I had a friend in town and we go to his basement and one of the excuse me one of the funnest things that we did was we'd make uh rpg maker games where it would just be like two or three guys we'd be joking about what the story was or what those characters we have we'd have like all these faceless characters and then there'd be one guy with this insane <laughs> amount of lore behind them it is the you know uh, it turns into the the running joke for the next couple of years you know it's, uh, <laughs> anyway um, that's the kind of atmosphere that these things have, and uh, I've always I've done a couple. Cold Ass has done a couple. We've never done one together. And when he brought up the Nano Reno contest on uh, Rare Encounter, I wanted to jump on it. So the uh, the bottom line is, it's a one month game dev uh, jam. It has a particular set of themes which aren't worth going into now, but the uh, the bottom line is, in the month of March. It sounds like there's going to be a little community, Rare Encounter community project going on with a multidisciplinary team. And one of my objectives is to get lightning into this game somehow. Oh, tight. Okay. And so the we already have an engine picked out. We know it's Python. We're going to use the uh, RenPy engine. Okay. Uh, it's a visual novel game engine, but it has a lot of flexibility. You can do like mini games and you can do other things inside. It's based on uh, that Python uh, game library. Well, I can't remember what it's called. Pygame. Uh, so we're looking for people who are familiar with that, who can jump in and go, but there's also, it's also a multimedia project. And one of the things I used to do for visual novels, uh, you might've caught some of this if you listened to Tom Starkweather's show, uh, where he interviewed me, we listened to some of the soundtracks that I'd written for visual novels. And yeah, the, some of those, by the way, I was surprised to hear a lot of them cause I haven't really like done the deep comb on you, you know? Mm. And so hearing that show was really cool to ha uh, just hear some of your other background and experience that I wasn't aware of. So here's the here's the rub. Here's the Abelcraft tie-in with this whole thing. And I want to get Abelcraft on board uh, with this too. Okay. Is what we're going to have, we're going to produce a whole soundtrack. Okay. Sure. So in a month and by hook or by crook. And I want to publish it as a podcasting 2.0 album. Awesome. Um, now I think it's going to be mostly instrumental music. We might have one traditionally you want to do a lot of kind of looping instrumental stuff that you can use uh, in a variety of different environments. 
Uh, and then you'll have like the credit song will be a song, you know, a single or something like that, or the, an opening song might be a single. So there might be two real songs and then the rest are soundtrack stuff. Gotcha. Um, but I want to find some people who are interested in this project and get them composing. And especially if they have a node. Yeah, um, totally. We so also we can split some stuff and get people paid. We did with the Abel and the Wolf album, uh, the artists got splits. Well, I think the artist for this project should get splits too because there's going to be UI and programming. And somehow, I, I, I don't know if it's going to be a um, like a whole system, like a, oh, it's going to integrate with podcasting 2.0. I don't know. It probably won't because th- that might be a step too far. Sure. But, you can react to this. I haven't said this to anyone yet, but I'm just thinking like a website where you can – I'm trying to figure out how to make a lightning invoice that would split whatever you donate or pay. Just automatically split it 10 ways. Mm. And that's the, the special sauce that I don't yet see. Okay. It's, it's I'll either, have to do some research on that. It's something to think about because what I think we're going to have is some product and the idea is – that everyone who's invested in the product gets the split at the time of purchase or at the time sure. of donation. My, my thought is that it's just going to be put out there for free. I um, think if we make it, you know, that's what the beauty of Keysend is all about. Is like you, you tell the, you tell the program what the payment you want is. And then on the back end, you have the, you have the software set up a bunch of different payments according to the split and then send each one as its own Keysend payment. Right, um, and so which is what that's what all the new podcast apps do right now, essentially, including the one that I have my eye on the most. It's also the one that I know the least about, which is Boost CLI. Mm. So I don't know how this is going to fit together. It's just a vague vision, um, but the game jam starts on Tuesday. Gotcha. Well, yeah. <laughs> when I heard the announcement, man, I, what, it, whether you need voices or you need uh, percussion or you need. Uh, you know, I I can do instrumentals on this little uh, this little instrument in front of me here. Yeah. Ugh. Mm. Whatever, whatever you want. Yeah. So, what um the big the big requirement for a team like this to make it work? I've been on these pro these kind of game jam things for you know where that completely died, and I've been on the ones that succeeded too. And the big factor is not the the supreme level of skill in either the the artist or the writers or anything like that. In fact, the the number one factor that will determine if the project succeeds or not, it's just whether people can show up for a month in a row. Yeah, it's the sheer force of will of getting the thing rammed through. And so a reliable person who's a who can do MS Paint graphics is actually better than you know, the great artist who gets distracted after three days and doesn't tell you he quits until week number three and then you try <laughs> and replace him and there's, there's no way, you know, that's what sinks projects. Um, is uh, So anyway, those are my thoughts on it. I don't want to dwell on it too much. It's There's some stuff behind the scenes. Uh, there's, a, there's a running joke about it that I'm not going to explain because it won't be funny if I do, uh, but we'll leave, <laughs> we'll leave that to Rare Encounter and... Uh, and hog story to speculate. Let, let the running jokes lie, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, huh? I, I won't comment on it in public, but I, I have some thoughts on it. Okay. Um, of course, cold acid. Uh, this will all be dedicated to cold acid. I think almost like a, uh, almost like uh, the Make a Wish Foundation. Is this the Rare Encounter yeah. Make a Wish Foundation <laughs> sponsored by Abelcraft? 
Cold acid. We're going to make your wish, baby. We're going to make your wish come true. Uh, it's going to be like the monkey's paw, you know? It's You made a... Yeah. I wish I could come in first at the at the track meet today, and then the bus with all the other kids rolls off the, <laughs> the road. He said, oh, well, I guess I came in first, but all my Not friends like died. This. Not, Not like this. Not like this. <laughs> it's going to be like the monkey paw situation, you know what I mean? Oh, so, man. We'll see. It's going to be fun. Uh, he, I think he's going to have a lot of fun. He'll be involved, too. It's not going to be like he's... A, in the blindfolded, but uh, <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna take the reins here to make sure that uh, make sure that we can complete it. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm thinking for the month of March. Um, cool, very awesome. It is a left turn from some of the other stuff that we're working on in a way, yep. but it's in another way, it's not because it's almost we get a bonus album out of it, you know. So right off the bat, there, that's pretty cool. Uh, it's also going to sort of so- allow us to soft test our ability to connect these relationships and manage these projects like you were talking about, you know, what a, a quasi-label thing that we're going to put together would do. Yes. And maybe I, I shouldn't say quasi. Maybe I should say like a legitimate label, you know. So you've you've noticed that it's also a uh, backwards recruiting strategy, but I did say that out loud. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know. we're uh, going to get some people involved and because we have th- – so I think we had a problem – um, and I was thinking about this. I did not plan on doing this project until it literally was spur of the moment. But I've been thinking in the last two weeks since we spoke that we have a problem that no one wants to sign up for an unknown project. No one wants yeah. to be the progenitor of these things. Some people do. Uh, but I think if we had a project with a name and some people behind it and it said, hey, we want you to come and do this role, this little, this narrower thing, then it's more appealing. And there's a time frame and there's a, we'll give you a spec. Here's here's the kind of stuff we're looking for. And you can, uh, you know, the, hit the minimum requirements, which will be kind of small. Don't worry about them. And then sort of treat it as the first position in ballet where, you know, we kind of, we're going to give you the first mark and then take it as a creative individual, take it where you, where it needs to go. Sure. Um, and I think giving people that first position, that first mark uh, with a project like this is going to help uh, get some people on board in a way that we, we weren't getting a lot of bites with. Uh, yeah. I would say we, I well, got a couple nibbles, you know, trying to eat <laughs> nibbles on yeah. the hook, but no one really went for it. So. Yeah, there's it's hard to get an all-in. I think that's just a problem of being early, too, you know, the being young like this. Like, when you're setting up whether it's a label or a studio or what, whatever it is like a creative umbrella, let's say, yep. um, or a troupe, even you, a comedy troupe or a theater troupe. Like once you have a few projects you can point to, the more that you stack up, then it becomes a little bit more exciting and lucrative. And people are like, Oh, all right. All right. But you know, it's like, so far it's like you and I made an album and then, once we have a visual novel, uh, <laughs> then it'll expand, and then people will be like, wait, they can do all kinds of different stuff, but it's all tied back into the same value system. And then, heck, maybe we have a, a, a documentary team that we help out and launch a documentary. Maybe we have this, maybe we have that. But then all of a sudden it becomes, oh, they're doing another project, and we could just, you know, maybe two, three years down the road, we can say, oh, we're recruiting for this other project, and we could totally keep it a enigma a mystery and Mm. just say we have a project but we're being very tight-lipped about it but we're recruiting if you have some stuff behind you that you've put out people are like 
a little more eager, I think, at that point. So this is, I think it's a brilliant move. It just is another project in the, another feather in the cap, another thing to be able to say, yeah, you know, we've, we work on a variety of creative endeavors and it's not, you know, the scope doesn't have to be so narrow. And mm-hmm. um, I, th- I think it's a, I think it's a genius move. And the fact also, I'm not the guy that's got to say, oh, it needs to be strategized and planned out and this and that has to make sense. Like, I am actually more trusting of something that did come spur of the moment, like struck by lightning at the perfect time. Like, and you know, I heard it all unfold where cold has all this old uh, material that he's ready to, you know, uh, put closure to and like bring this thing to fruition. So like some of the work's already done. Yeah. I think it's going to be fun. And uh, I think the, the, uh, the, the fun part for me is I'm friends with cold acid too, is, uh, to get into his, uh, Get into his project and, uh, and uh, try and do it justice, and maybe in a way that he doesn't expect. Uh, maybe in a way that's a little facetious, but not too much. So we'll see. I got some I ideas, it. man. I got some ideas. I love it. I I love when you have the creative juices like burning, man. High octane. I can tell. I can feel it. it's infectious. Well, it gets into me. Like I was thinking about. You don't know where I was like a week ago, like be- halfway between these episodes. I was like, I don't know if I want to do anything anymore. I think I'm done. <laughs> and then, you know what happened? What I'm, I'm literally like, I don't know. I don't really want to work on this. Maybe I need to find some other thing to, to get behind. And, sure. And then I heard you on uh, two things. I heard you on, let's see, you're live on Sunday with, was that Sunday with Dave Jones? Yep. Yeah, yep. it was, it was that. Balls with buds right after No Agenda. And then I heard you on and then when I heard you on Melodious Owls, it sealed the deal for me because <laughs> I was in I was in the doldrums, and then I heard you talking about oh yeah this project we got all this stuff planned. It's, Whoa shit! I'm excited again. I want to do something. So it's almost I was thinking about it like uh, this is terrible, but this is the way I I literally was thinking about it like this. It's like an electromagnetic wave. Um, where there's the uh, there's an electric field and a magnetic field, and propagation happens because the the electric field builds up to a maximum, but then it it's sort of elastic; it can't stay there, and it pushes all the energy out. Or where's the energy go? It goes into the magnetic field, and then the magnetic field can't stay there, and so it pushes it back to the electric field. And so it's this, you know, tossing the the ball back and forth. Mm-hmm. where it felt like I was kind of at my low point, and then you came around as well. <laughs> okay, I'm getting all this energy back. Hell yeah. And, uh, well, uh, man, it may be excited. It, it's been a week of energy on on this side of the mic for sure, man. Uh, yes. Lauren and I like just run ragged after this week, but it feels good, man. It feels good to be always having something. And, you know, we're doing another Bulls with Buds tonight with uh, Toons and Mousy Bear that we met out in Tennessee. Oh, yeah. And um, it's just like I went to a Bitcoin meetup last night. We had another one, uh, Casey Meetup. And the the momentum is just palpable, man. Like, it's it's great to be connected into these communities now because I do the same thing where I go through cycles of burnout and I go through cycles of man. Like, can I just can I just sleep in and just take it easy for another while, you know? Um, and then I show up to one of these things and everybody's like, "No, it's fucking go time." And you're like, "Oh yeah, it kind of is go time, isn't it?" Like, um. It's refreshing. It gets my head straight. It puts me in the right headspace. And, um, you know, everywhere else where the programming is launched, like, it's just putting out, like, the worst news ever. And 
Uh, people are getting very discouraged and afraid, and um, we're not on that because we're not attached to that. Hmm. So, I the other thing I caught on the able crap, or excuse me, on the rear encounter on Wednesday is that uh, you're tr- you're trying to make it to this uh, block party I invited to uh, uh, yeah. you to last show, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I was talking to that with uh, Lorian uh, in the back channel while you were <laughs> you were on mic on uh, on uh, bowl after bowl. I said I was coming, and uh, the bottom line is I'm going to drive there. Uh, awesome. I don't know what we're going to do, so I think what we need is at least a poster. But minimum yeah. deliverable product is a poster. Um that we can that says who we are and a you know nice looking graphic on it and and then the rest of it will be waving people down and talking to them and you know it doesn't matter if we have a leaflet because basically no one's going to read it even if you hand them out so the way that we're going to make connections is by sitting on the table and talking to everyone who comes by yeah um, so I, with that in mind, I think the minimum product to to do something useful there is a poster that says our name or it says something like podcasting 2.0 or music, sure. uh, Bitcoin music, and so we can get some eyeballs and start some conversations. I'm going to um, try to get help from my dad. He works at a union uh, print shop uh-huh. here in the city, and he has done in the past for some of my organizations and for church stuff like these really awesome canvas printed banners mm-hmm. that are perfect for tabling with. So I would really like to try and get something real nice that uh, he could print up for us. And um, another thing I was really thinking and really considering, I think that there's, it would be an impossible to fail situation if we had some sort of merch, any sort of merch, uh, because this thing is going to be just this, uh, bizarre, just like this open air market of uh, uh, Bitcoin. It's people selling things for Bitcoin, mm-hmm. and so I think I think it's crucial that we talk about podcasting 2.0 and music, whatever working name. We got to have a sexier name for it. Uh, yeah, the DMU isn't quite it. The music 2.0 is like not yeah, quite it either. Lame. Uh, I would love to have a sexier name for it. Sexy, By the time sexy we get tunes. There. Sexy tunes. You know, uh, you know pretty... really liked Digitunes, and she repeats, uh, she repitched this to me last night, and she wanted me okay. to run it by you of uh, Digitunes, and I don't know the fucking, I don't know Digimon theme it sounds or anything. Like Digimon, Digital yeah. Monsters, that one. There you go. Yeah. Well, digital you know... music, digital <laughs> That's what she really, she really lobbied for it heavy, heavily last night, you know... which I was like, it's not. The, the pinnacle of, uh, well, I, I should take that back. I, I was going to say the pinnacle of, of uh, music isn't cartoon themes in the 90s. But then again, that's when the Pokemon theme was. <laughs> Excuse the fuck out of me. <laughs> so wait a minute. I might be, actually. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Okay, we had Thundercats. We had we the had Pokemon Power Rangers. Theme, Power Rangers. Uh, that's so, not a cartoon, okay. but uh, still a badass uh, guitar lick. Yeah. Hmm. Something hmm. to consider. Something to consider. Uh, we'll, we'll be brainstorming it and thinking about it, but I'd really like to have some kind of a sexier name and not some kind of a meme like Silicon Valley company type name either. I would like something that's descriptive, but also like easy to say that people will want to say. You mean you don't want to call it Anaconda? I mean, say what you want for NFTs, but people won't shut the fuck up about them. You know, like that is a branding success. Uh, 
whether you know you can say whatever you want truthfully about them, but NFT. People just want to say NFT. They feel like their dick grows two inches just saying NFT. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. Okay. Crazy. That's a to-do item. Um, when is the cutoff date for printing? When? That's a good question. You know, we can really run it down to the wire with that kind of thing. But uh, I, I, I would think... say probably call it like a week before. Yeah. I, uh, I think at the latest. All product we're going to present has to be ready a week before. Um, if it's the banner, if it's, I kept going back and forth on CDs, but I don't think CDs are appropriate. I, don't, I agree. Uh, CDs kind of step in the, in the wrong direction yeah. <laughs> in um, the past, but maybe like hats or t-shirts. People love that kind of shit. Um, well, we could do the Bobcat, uh, logo, Lori <laughs> and Drew. That might not be bad. Or just on a, a little, uh, maybe on a hat. I like hats. Some uh, some goofy phrase, some like irreverent phrase would probably be good on a T-shirt. I'll I'll oh. I'll, I'll, I'll think of some. Abel and the Wolf. Well, um, like... we can use anything that's in the lyrics. Um, I, I did I say Abel Abelcraft? I meant Abel and the Wolf. The Abel the, and the Wolf, wolf logo. Uh, I I really don't hate the idea of like uh, <clears throat> the Adam Podfather God uh, image. You know his Avi where he's got got his arms outspread. Uh, with like boost me bitch under it, <laughs> boost me bitch. I think that there's a lot of people in the community that would want that T-shirt pretty bad, uh, but I just oh. wonder how many. Um, I understand. Were... You're saying that we could make a shirt that appeals to the broader audience, not just us, but it's going to be. It'll say Abel and the Wolf, but it'll have some stupid meme from Podcasting 2.0. I could have, yeah. I mean, we could do several things. I'm, I'm just saying, like. Whatever we have there, I guarantee you, we'll make sales on. Yeah. So, um, there's going to be a bunch of people um, who are trying to spend Bitcoin because that's why you, they came. I want to buy. I want to show my friends. I'm going to buy some cool shit. Many of them using it for the first time too. Okay. Like, that's kind of the aim of this too. And you know, I've heard people have reached out to me from St. Louis who are going to come out, from Columbia who are going to come out, from St. Joe who are going to come out. So uh, I think it is going to start to snowball. Um, and we're just we're just trying to hype it as much as we can. So Okay. Um, Lorian is bringing stuff, her own yes. stuff to sell. Okay, so we'll have, we won't great. have an empty table. We've got gemstones and crafts and dream catchers, and she makes a lot of different stuff. So we have this huge Labradorite egg. Uh, it's like a 50-pound museum-grade Labradorite egg that uh, we don't really expect to sell, but I think we're going to put it up for 21 million sats hmm. just to see if anybody bites. Because I would part with it at that, but I really don't want to sell it, honestly. I'm going to put together some of my, uh, just on that tip, I'm going to get some of my excess gear because I have a lot of audio gear that I don't use and I don't need. Uh, and I'm going to see if we can uh, get some decent prices on it and maybe I can unload that. <laughs> maybe there's yeah. someone who wants to buy. I'm going to buy some sweet audio gear, rack mount audio gear from uh, with Bitcoin. That could be kind of cool. I'll yeah, anything, stuff. anything you can sit on the table, man. Like people will be interested and they'll be haggling and all kinds of stuff. So... I would say, like, mm -hmm. this is one of those cases where less where less is not more, more is even more, and uh, it'll be fine, you know. Like, there's not there's no such thing as like too much shit to bring to this thing. Yep. 
Um, All right, I got a plan. Um, I got a plan for some stuff I'm gonna bring just by myself. Um, we'll have to figure out. I'll have to get an app set up and do some test transactions. But that's we'll we'll that's all stuff we'll do the week before. Um, yeah, this should be good. Uh, and the date for anyone who wants to join us is it is the April. 24th. 24th. Sunday, April 24th. That's right. The Sunday after 420 for my stoner friends out there. All right. Uh, I had a question for you, randomly, because last night at the Bitcoin meetup, somebody brought to my attention a service that I had never heard of, and he was like, um, I've used in the past DistroKid. Have you ever heard of DistroKid? Uh, No. Maybe. So this what is, is this is a service that basically puts your music on all of the different services and then supposedly allows you yeah. to keep you keep all your earnings. You can set up splits to route percentages to people. Um and he was trying to think of like how can we be like a lightning distro kid, which was interesting because I was like, Oh, I have to do some more uh well and yes, in the chat uh, Blue Douche is trying to say Distro Kit. That is incorrect. It's Distro Kid, K I D, Kid. DistroKid.com is what I'm talking about. And um, Distro Kid is like this. I don't know. I have to read more into it. But, you know, they put you on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, all of the. Um, all of the usual suspects, right? Yep. And they supposedly go and get money for you, like if people use your stuff on YouTube, etc. So they're so, they're a middleman company, correct? And here's my just gut reaction to this: is that you don't need to do that with the Digitunes, correct? I'm just testing that phrase out because <laughs> because everyone's music is distributed there's no other place to put it right. it's a file server with an art with your mp3s or or flack or lossless or whatever format with the mm-hmm. audio data and the metadata uh, just on a file server that's indexable and then i guess the only thing that's kind of the same is uh you could submit it to other indexes so you could set it sure. to the podcasting 2.0 index i'm glad but, that you had the same two reactions that i did uh, the first initial one was like distro, huh? And the second was, oh, well, we don't need that because we're doing this. Um, he was like blown away that I hadn't heard of it. And I think, I don't know, it's just interesting because people do, you know, in different levels of music publication, um, digitally are going to have different tools that they've used in the past and, um, it was wild because, yeah, I, I had never heard of it, but it, it makes me a little less concerned that you also had not heard of it. Well, um, I've seen this logo. I have, uh, after you told me, I've seen this, the logo of the green kid running. And this is something that I've heard other band guys talk about, but I've, okay. I've never been interested in it. Um, right. Because it's, just like a, it's, it's a $20 a month service um, that lets you upload albums to... Services like if you want to submit to Spotify and all these other places, like why are you paying the money in the first place? Right. You can do it yourself with all of this, but it's just all one place, so it's like a centralized middleman. They 
um, it's a it's a it's a middle middle man because all of the other places that you're putting your music on <laughs> sure. is a middle are also middleman services who are interested in you know what anyone who has a plausible uh, something you can plausibly call music they're going to try and find a way to fit it in and you know the iTunes uh, you know Apple Music and just doesn't have the prestige that they try and pretend they do because they let anyone on there. Same thing with Spotify. It's it has a threshold, a barrier to entry, but it's not a high barrier. Like Doug, a lot of bands get on there for no, uh, and they're nothing special. You know, it's not like you have to have a big secret deal or a big super deal to do it. It's it's almost like to me, it's like an IMDb account where there's like no. <laughs> People th- oh they get I saw someone who got excited that he got an IMDb account. Look, I got a credit in something, and there it is. And it's <laughs> like, dog, I have an IMDb account. It ain't no special thing, you know. They let anyone who's ever done anything get on there. Um, in yes, you know. Absolutely. So these are these are all services who are interested in selling your music and and pocketing most of the money or using the traffic you send to them to uh, to fill up. Uh, to accumulate views on the other artists that the, that might be paying them to get promoted or whatever. And it, I don't see why you need another middleman in. I guess the, the thing is you can cut down the paperwork. Honestly, sure. it's what we used to call paperwork of, well, you'd have to fill out, how would you get on before, uh, before, well, now you have to make an account and have an email, I guess. How'd you do it in the old day? Well, you'd have to fill out a form is the equivalent. <laughs> you'd right. have to fill out a form and mail it in. <laughs> okay, you know, if, if you didn't want to do that, maybe a company can do 10 forms for you, but whatever. I, uh, I'm i ranting now. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad. <laughs> I, that makes me feel better because I had the same reaction last night at the meetup. I was just like, well, I'll have to do more digging and look into this, but... <clears throat> My initial gut reaction is like, why do this? We're like doing it all ourselves now. Like this is this is what you can do sovereignly yeah. yourself sovereignly. on an RSS feed. Which uh, I guess I should bring to your attention. We have a we have a recent boost from uh, Mr. Curry, Mr. Curry, just 13 minutes ago, and he asks, uh, "No live item in my app this time? <laughs> no live item in my app this time? No, and, Mr. Uh, Adam Curry. Well, here's the reason why." Um, Rare Encounter is hosted on our own servers, but this one, uh, this podcast, is hosted on Buzzsprout. That's right. And Buzzsprout doesn't support that. And uh, also, Abel Kirby's in charge of this one. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. I should say. <laughs> just, for the re- just for the record. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the ideas, when, we, when I was picking out the host, my idea was I wanted to go to Buzzsprout and then sit on it for a while. And then I wanted to, on purpose, change my hosting, like just go to a different company to see sure. what that was like and then report on it. Because I wouldn't do that for fun on a, my thought was, on a serious podcast I cared about. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> hey, now. I Wait know. a second. Well, it, it seems like a good uh, an exercise for this. So, well, I guess I'll be keeping my eye on what other hosting options there are and. uh this is serious. Yeah, it's serious, buddy. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah a, this is my most serious podcast. So this is like your least serious podcast. <laughs> it's actually funny. It is. It's the most serious podcast I ever do. It's, oh, man. Everything else is uh, dick and fart jokes 100% of the time. <laughs> I'm just honest. It's the, like if you listen to Rare Encounter, you get, you get potatoes, you get jokes about ding-dongs and exploding, yep. uh, exploding bananas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is our put-together show, man. This is our... Uh, Business casual show. Business casual. 
Business casual. All right. So what do we got to do? We're going to have another episode in March, I think, because we're going to do the 11th, right? Uh, Yes, that's right. I want to have a milestone, like something that we can uh, hold our feet to the fire. So by that time, I think that we I should have the musicians named. I should have some information about the uh, the production that's going, and I can report on that on Ablecraft. I don't know if we'll get into it on uh, on Rare Encounter. I might try and uh, firewall Rare Encounter from the the, the development of uh, of the game. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Just because it's not, I don't want to have a long discussion on there about how things sure. are going. You know what I mean? I want to have well, the goofy five minute sections of uh, celebrity news and yeah, <laughs> and you don't want to completely. Antics completely wreck your uh, format just for that i think our format here is already kind of primed for that as because it that's how it started is just a um a check-in on an ongoing creative project so um that makes sense to me you know we can we can keep all that here and um you know you you can be the taskmaster i think you're just primed for that i'm like i'm like the the yes sir guy and try to you know crank things out and uh, if you just tell me have this, this, and this done by the time we meet again, well, <laughs> um, I think the the thing is hang tight. I'm gonna talk to you in the back channel um, about what I'm really thinking. I don't want to put it out on the air. Sure. Uh, the second, maybe uh, in two weeks, we'll we'll discuss it more. And I, I need I need to talk to about three other people who uh, have expressed interest, but I have not contacted them yet. So I have to make sure everyone's on board. But uh, do we have anything? Besides Adam Curry, I think that was our last boost. I was looking through some boosts. I know we have 2222 sats out of Fountain from Boobery with no note. Uh, <sighs> we also had a 3333 from Signs of New Growth. Signs of uh, New Growth. Who boosted No Girlfriends Were Harmed was our last episode. Great uh, title, by the way. Uh, I'm, well, always, uh, you're the I'm one always jacked when I... <laughs> see a title it's just something i said that you wrote down <laughs> yeah. it's just something that gets my jollies for that but he said uh liked hearing about your bitcoin meetup experience and all the various projects you both are working on in this new system which is great uh it is a lot and we try to keep it that way we like it we like it uh staying busy lots of cotton gin boosts 508 is his uh kind of signature that he leaves oh yeah that's the uh, so. area area code <laughs> For Mr. Five Hundred Eight, there Five Hundred Eight from Massachusetts. Uh, so he had a he gave us four in a row, also from Fountain. So I wonder what our uh, Fountain leaderboard status is. I wonder where we are in there. Um, I think they should make that uh, a thing you can look up. That would be cool. Uh, and then I'm scrolling through. Uh, I really can't wait for filtration. <laughs> oh my god, Helipad, that's going to change my life for the better in so many ways. I have so many different. Everything's interleaved. I have too many podcasts, too many things coming in because I've like stay a while. I've got stuff from the album and it's yep. interleaved with, you know, Boobery from <laughs> Seven Seven <laughs> for Rare Encounter, you know, and especially the spammy boost stuff. But actually, I have I have one from Rare Encounter that came in um, that I wanted to mention because it was uh, thirteen one three 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 seven from Unknown Boosting Maniac and uh, the. The text "unknown boosting maniac" is straight out of the Python code that I wrote, so I, I appreciate. Uh, yes. I think we figured out that was Servo, uh, and he, he did it for Rare Encounter. But I wanted to bring it up on this show because "unknown boosting maniac" is uh, is a great uh, uh, handle. 
No doubt. Yeah, that's awesome. It's uh, that's a, a hell of a term to coin. That, yeah, so that uh, those four 508 boosts were the last thing until uh, Adam Curry's boost not about 19 minutes ago. Yes. Thank you very much, Podfather. Podfather. Thank right. you for your boost, and I suppose it's only appropriate uh, to give him one. Boost me, bitch. <laughs> boost the back. Uh, oh, I, I have I have a follow-up with it, so now I can slap these back and forth. <laughs> Thank you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know if you uh, got the, uh, the Survival Podcast. They had a discussion on monetizing the trolls. Yes, was one of the new memes that rolled out, and uh, that was that was out of that discussion. Thank you, bitch. I listened to just a little bit of that, but I was getting messages from people about it because uh, I guess the audience for the survival podcast is a, a different audience. Because I was getting new people <laughs> saying, "Oh wait, oh yeah, we I heard I heard about you on the survival podcast, right? Yeah. I heard he plugged your stuff, and uh, I I think that was great." Yeah, and I, I love, love the plug, this, but uh, I can't listen to the. Here, I told Adam this. I think the I sent him an email. I I hope I I didn't say it too bluntly, but the uh, I can only listen to the same story so many times, man. I couldn't listen to the show. Oh yeah, so well, that's the that's the thing I find myself doing sometimes on on guest shows too. Is like people want to ask you a story and they haven't heard it, but you've told it like eighty times, you know? Yeah, and. Uh, Boy, I think we could all. I think we, uh, those of us who've been listening to podcasting too, I know from the beginning, and and then hear all of the guest spots uh, as the boys make their rounds. Like we could all recite the story of the birth of podcasting 2.0 by now, pretty well. It's just and 1.0 for that matter. And 1.0, but, yeah. But that's the beauty of uh, being on, you know, being a part of the culture, man. Like the just... origin story, it has to be. It's like I want my I want a big card that says I was there, podcasting two point oh. You know, that'll be one of the T-shirts we sell. Oh, there you go. Okay, there's the idea. <laughs> I was there. Boothed. Yeah, uh, it'll be fun. Uh, yeah, I think that's all. I, uh, do we have any any other business, or are we gonna close this one out? Uh, you know, that was the end of my notes, sir. So all right until. Uh, and- be respectful of your time and, and let you close the podcast. Of your time. This is a this is a podcast that you can actually end when you want to end it. Yes, <laughs> so. I can. Unlike uh, Melodious Owls. That's right. <laughs> I learned a new one. I know your time is valuable, so I've got to let you go. Ooh. Uh, until next time, I've been Abel Kirby. And I've been Sir Spencer. 